0: Hey everyone, this episode is sponsored by the NBM Show Breakaway Sessions. The next online event will take place October 14 and we'll explore all things custom gifts, including personalization and customization with engraving, sublimation, digital printing, apparel, transfers, sand carving, substrates, and more. So check out the custom gift session by visiting thenbmshow.com to register for free. And after the 14th, the event can be accessed on demand until October 28th. Welcome to the Graphics Profiles. I'm your host, David McNeil, and you're listening to the number one podcast for the custom graphics industry. That means if you do wraps, custom signage, awards, engravings, printware, Graphics Pro covers it all. My guest today comes from the awards and signage side of the world. He is Bob Hagel, who recently retired from his 17-year venture at Eagle's Mark Awards and Signs. And in this episode, we get some pro tips that cover corporate relationships, holiday gifts, and how to seamlessly mount a baboon skull. But I'll go ahead and let Bob discuss how that's done. Bob, thank you so much for being on the show. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing great this morning. It's uh, sunny here and Good. not gonna be Good. not
0: gonna be too hot so yeah absolutely well and I, I really you know thank you so much for being on the show you know we just uh, at graphics Pro we recently did a little feature about you you just uh retired I, I think this month or within the past 30 days certainly
1: yeah in the last couple of weeks we retired we don't quite feel like it yet
0: uh, <laughs> it's still taking <laughs> some time yeah well you've been in business for 17 years is that right
1: yeah we've been in business it's close to 18 years and we were we bought that building building 15 years ago. So it's amazing in 15 years, how much you can accumulate.
0: <laughs> oh my God. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so tell me like all these years of experience, you know, what are some of the most common laser engraving challenges that you've dealt with?
1: Well, I can tell you for sure. One challenge you have from day one until mm-hmm. the day you retire is graphics. All right? Um, particularly, you know, our, our focus was Organizations like uh, corporations, small businesses, government organizations, nonprofits, a lot Mm -hmm. of military, and everybody has logos and everybody has graphics. And you would think that uh, they all have access to good quality vector art. But uh, I've literally had people walk in and show me a picture on a a cell phone that they took Mm -hmm. and want me to use that.
0: <laughs> and they can't get it to me even. So yeah. It's like, <laughs> how do you do that? So that that's always a big challenge. And out of all these years, I mean, what's been the most unique project you've ever worked on?
1: Well, we've done a lot of very unique things, um given some of the niches we've gotten in. Sure. But I would say one of the specialties we had that we've done things all across the United States is mounting things and um Doing custom plaques and custom bases and mounting objects, I guess is the best way to describe it. Mm -hmm. So we've mounted uh, a lot of medical instruments used in surgeries for the first time. We've mounted stones from the temple mount. But the most unique thing I think I've ever done is I mounted a baboon skull. Oh, what? (laughs) It was a gentleman from Chicago who was in Africa on vacation Uh and got to be with a tribe that um, basically lived like they did, you know, hundreds of years ago. Right. And Uh they were going on a baboon hunt um, for dinner and invited him to come along. And he did. (laughs) And he ate dinner with them, And uh, they... (laughs) Rewarded him with the skull. <laughs> so <laughs> we had to do a custom dinner, Yeah. Yeah. And he wanted it mounted blind so that you couldn't see any screws or anything. Well, mm. talk about a challenge of getting inside of a skull and, and mounting it so that it wouldn't move and everything. Right. Uh, that was a real challenge. So, and we've had, I've had medical instruments that are the same thing, trying to find ways to mount them that, you know, you don't see the mounting hardware.
0: So, well, okay, so so going back to the skull, I mean, tell me the trick there. I mean, what did you do? How did you do it? Well, I... Did end up going out and buy
1: some new set of very small tools to be able to get, you know, long, long, like long screwdrivers, very small and everything to be able to get in there and place mm-hmm. screws that were long enough and and finding long, thin screws that ha- had a couple holes in the back of the skull that were able to, to go through and mount it so that it didn't swivel or anything. Yeah. And uh, it was quite a challenge. But the satisfaction in this business is... You know, you, you make money, but that's not where the real satisfaction is. The satisfaction is when, when someone says, wow, I can't believe how you pulled that off. Uh, right. This thing is fantastic. It really thrills me, makes my day. Um, and that's, you know, ma- that's a great feeling and makes it worth worth doing. And particularly when you can do that for military people and, and fire and police officers and, you know, people that are putting their lives at risk. Um, right. Right. It really, really gives you a good feeling.
0: Oh, absolutely! I, I oh, man, I can't imagine how how wonderful that that must be. I mean, okay, so so tell me, like in that case, you know, what comes first, product quality or customer relations? You know, how did how did you improve both? By combining
1: them, mm-hmm. by looking at what we do from the customer's eyes. So, what makes it special for the for the customer? We ended up getting into everything from a very wide selection of graphics that they they had access to. I, I had a, a library of over 10,000 fonts. So I, I would get in their head and ask a lot of questions and then try to design even a simple plaque from the point of view of what would thrill them when they right. hand it to that person. We want tears of joy. Yeah. So that's you know is is really trying to become part of your customer. There's a higher level of, of need and desire for someone to hand something to somebody and have them be thrilled and uh, and represent what this means to them. Yeah. So, you know, it, it can be a challenge, but it also can be very satisfying.
0: Uh, you focused on businesses and organizations and you didn't really go after the sports market as much. I wonder, did you find that businesses and organizations were more challenging? Is that why you did that? Or were there other reasons that factored in? There
1: was other reasons. One is um, I was about 51 when we started this business. I had Mm. been president of two other companies at the same time, multimillion dollar companies that were national. Mm. And, you know, I was tired of being on an airplane, 3 million miles and you know all that stuff. Right. I yeah. wanted to do something, I didn't wanna really retire, but I wanted to do something where I could be involved in my local community. Mm-hmm. And I did an 80 page business plan and I did a selection I had I sh- ended up with a short list of about six cities in the southern half of California that we would move to where it was appropriate to open up that business. Mm-hmm. So my business background was uh, not retail, but it was dealing with corporations. We serviced major fortune Fortune 1000 corporations, and that's what I was comfortable with um, right I had a lot of uh background in technology and so when I looked at what my skill set was, my wife's skill set, we put something together that we could uh we could be very successful at and when I looked at the cities, you know, what was missing. There was a there was a number of trophy shops that were doing, you know, lots and lots of sports awards and doing really really well at it. I wasn't going to challenge him. I knew I would lose. Mm -hmm. So I I wanted to carve out a different part of the market, which was the business and organizations.
0: So tell me, like, are there any specialty uh, niches that that lend themselves well to laser engraving services?
1: Yeah. um, One of the things I've promoted a great deal in the articles I've been writing for I don't know how many years now, seven, eight, nine years, (laughs) um, is Finding partnerships. Mm-hmm. What I mean by partnerships is not someone who you you have a partner in your business that you share ownership with, but finding somebody who has some real talents that can complement the talents that your organization has. For instance, mm-hmm. what we found mostly was really uh, some really good woodworkers there is a whole host of retired people out there that just love to work and there, there's some really, really talented woodworkers. Yeah. So, you know, that was one of the niches that we, that we did another niche that I found. And it's really in laser engraving, you know, it's just a process. So you can start looking out there and go, you know, what, what can laser engraving solve problems for? And one day I had somebody, a sheriff, uh, who I was working with mm-hmm. say, you know, I am really into trains. I really, really love to have <laughs> a little tiny sign that, you know, that was the same size as the HO stuff that said, you know, welcome to my, my town. And so <laughs> I designed something and he goes, wow, this is really cool. You know, I've got it in my train set. and And so I started doing some research and found that there was not only all these people that had train sets out there throughout, the United States and the world Uh for that matter, is uh, holiday villages, Christmas villages. And so I started, I actually had a section on my website with it. Uh, I know quite a bit about SEO and um, made sure I got all those right words in there. And next thing you know, if you put in miniature signs or signs for train sets or Christmas villages, Mm -hmm. our website came up first.
0: Oh, that's fantastic.
1: So I was getting orders from all over the United States and, and it became, I love doing that kind of thing. So it be, kind of yeah. became a hobby. I I'd do it at night, you know, I'd sit in front of the TV <laughs> and design sign shapes and, and all that. And so we started, uh, you know, doing a lot of those things. And the, again, the word starts being passed around and, uh, you know, you start getting orders from places you never expected to.
0: Hey, taking a quick break to say thanks again to our sponsor, the NBM Show Breakaway Sessions. Go to the to find out more about all of our upcoming online events. The next session on October 14, Custom Gifts, Tap into the Holiday Market features a kickoff discussion panel with Braden Todd, Bob Hagel, Billy Willis, Gary Barker, Jeremy Picker, Josh Bender, and Ren George. Registration is free, and after the 14th, the event can be accessed on demand until October 28th. Look forward to seeing you there. And now back to Bob Hagel. So tell me, you know, over these these years, like what were some of the key areas of your business that that you improved upon that led to growth?
1: Learning to become a craftsman, artisan, um, mm-hmm. creativity, detail. Again, thinking from the customer's point of view. Of in many cases, our customer wasn't the end user. Right, they were the person who was presenting it, mm-hmm. and really understanding. The appreciation that they or their organization had for the person that they were handing it to, um, and tried to bring that spirit out into that award. That's what I think really that that's the kind of word that got around right. uh, when we retired and notified all of our clients. Uh, we had just tons of people writing back to us, and and you know really appreciative. And one of the one of the people who was not the easiest group to deal with, uh, said to me, you know, you're an artesian. And it really hit me that, wow, that's I think that's a higher regard than than I would ever say about myself or expect. But uh, it it made me think about, from their point of view, I think I did what I needed to do, which was to make what we did for them very meaningful. And it happened to be a mortuary Mm. who we were doing a lot of urns for and did a lot of, you know, work, including putting photographs on urns and, and, you know, laser engraving photographs and things like that. You know, it was a sad time for the families they were dealing with, but it, <clears throat> it, it brought a little smile to, to the face of, uh, of the individuals receiving those urns. So, and they appreciated that.
0: Yeah. Oh, I love that. So for you, it was quality, always quality and yeah, you know, some SEO, but end of the day, it's how strong of an artist am I?
1: Yeah, I, you know, I, I get emails fairly often from readers and asking, you know, some very specific questions about laser engraving or Draw or, you know, I, I've got a challenge here. You know, I, I've got my business running, but I'm struggling getting it to the next level. You know, so the questions really become what is it that you focus on? You know, what are your goals? And when I hear all the goals being financial goals, I'll explain that, you know, making money is a result of something, Mm -hmm. not the goal itself. Have a goal of achieving something very simple, which is to have your customer really appreciate and have what you, what you do for them become very meaningful to them.
0: Excellent. And you know, one thing you've been a strong advocate for always, um, it sounds like, it is uh, simplicity.
1: You know, I've heard a lot of people say, well, you know, I specialize in X but anybody comes in a door with anything I'll take. Right. That isn't always a good thing because you don't do, you know, if you don't do a very good job at something, that word is going to travel faster than if you did a good job. (laughs) Another area where I think a lot of shops should draw the line is when somebody comes in with their own product, they want laser engraved. And it's extremely difficult to do. And you feel like you really don't have the expertise to do it. Don't do it. You know, I've had a lot of people come in with something they're handed down from their great grandmother. Oh, and boy, you know, you mess up. Um, Yeah,
0: that's an heirloom.
1: (laughs) It's an heirloom, and replacing it at your cost is one thing, but Uh, not being able to replace it is a whole other thing. So, you know, I think that's a lesson for everybody out there is particularly when you call yourself an awards and engraving shop is that you're inviting people to come in with pretty much anything that they want to be engraved. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's just jobs you really shouldn't take. I remember a job that I had where somebody came in with a a Bible. Luckily, it wasn't a family Bible. It was a brand new Mm -hmm. Bible. They were handed and, and they said, I've got a leather Bible. I'd like my name put on the front of it. Well, it felt leathery to me. I didn't ask any more questions. It wasn't leather. It was plastic. It okay. felt like leather. <laughs> and their name was all the way down from the cover all the way to page eight. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, it's a nice little reminder as you're flipping through, you know. Yeah. So,
1: you know. Lasering materials that you don't know where they came <laughs> from or what they are is not a good idea.
0: Oh, um, well, great. Well, Bob, you know, with uh, the holidays coming up, what are some gift ideas that might be good this year?
1: Well, I think this is going to be a very special holiday. We're not the only ones who haven't gotten to see, you know, our kids uh, all all year. We've seen each of them once and all of our grandkids, I think we've maybe seen, I think we've seen all of them once. Mm-hmm. And uh, typically that would be six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 times. And I think the whole world is dealing with that issue is not being able to see their family and friends very often. So I think this, this holiday season, there's going to be a lot of special gifts and special gifts often mean to me is something that's very meaningful to somebody or something very personal to them, and personalization, you know, says personal. <laughs> so that plus the, you know, we've been stuck indoors. People want to get outdoors. They want to bring the outdoors into their house, and actually, maybe designing some creative pieces. Um, a couple things that have become kind of big in our industry is uh, slices of tree trunk. Oh yeah. Okay. And coming up with various different sayings, laser engraving them, having some samples, showing them on, you, having a special page on your website where you're showing yeah. those and selling them. You know, they don't have to necessarily be personalized, but they can be just things that are very meaningful to everybody, particularly, particularly right now. I've got lots of friends that I have not had uh, much opportunity to really see very often and I miss them, you know, uh, and uh, I'd like them to know
0: that I missed them. Well, you know, it's a, it's a good time to come together. Um, distant as we may be, there's ways of saying, hey, still thinking of you. <sighs> Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. And we look forward to, you know, seeing some more articles from you. And yeah, stay in touch.
1: Yep. I'll be, I'll be writing and uh, available to, you know, anybody that needs anything. They can certainly email me and I'll get right back to them.
0: Well, thanks so much. Take care. All right, David. Thanks. Another big thanks to Bob Hagel for being on the show. When you can, head over to Graphics Pro to read helpful tips from Bob or to reach out to him with questions you may have. And while you're on the site, listen to previous episodes of this show by clicking on the Education tab and selecting Podcast. But for new episodes, be sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or SoundCloud. In the meantime, stay safe out there and keep on customizing. Bye for now.